Hey guys, how you living? Are you doing well? Good, glad to hear that. So in this episode, me and brother Patrick Hanna here did a deep dive into the Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone, depending on where you stand geographically. Um, we did a really good job, I think, describing the whole the whole thing and pretty much spoilers, by the way, huge spoilers in this. And uh, we're basically just breaking down the story and how we feel about it and just... If, you, if you've watched Harry Potter before, you'll enjoy hearing us tell the story of how we feel about it. And if you haven't, I really encourage you to watch it. But if you don't want to watch it and you still want to listen to the podcast, then by all means, we pretty much we do a good job of telling the story and, and not leaving anything out. The entire plot. Yeah, we get the entire plot and um, all that nonsense. So check it out. Please click subscribe on the YouTube page. Kelsey Hudgens, K-E-L-S-E-Y-H-U-D-G-I-N-S. Click subscribe on YouTube. Please go to the Facebook page, M.I. Stuff Podcast on Facebook. And on Instagram, at M.I. Stuff Podcast. Uh, Click follow and click like. Go to the Twitter and at M.I. Stuff Podcast 1, the number 1. And click follow on that so you can stay up to date with everything that's coming at you. As far as episodes coming to you, we will be having uh, Josh Gregory is going to be coming on in the next couple of weeks. Um, uh, one of the one of the guys that went to the high school that I graduated from, or went to the school that I graduated from, he was a he was a bit younger than me. Matt Holtzclaw is going to be coming on. He's bringing a few people with him. He's got a uh, uh, some some. Uh, I, I'm, some things going on he wants to promote on the podcast. We'll be getting, um, shucks, there's some, oh, Jamie Deluxe is confirmed. Jamie Deluxe is going to be coming on the podcast to talk about all the new things that's been going on as far as uh, his, he's uh, been gaining a lot of ground in the YouTube world and uh, doing podcasts with a lot of high, high uh, profile people and I'm very lucky to have him on this podcast. So he's going to be doing that. Um, I think that's all I've got on the books that's going to be coming around soon. Alicia, Alicia Brown's going to be coming back. We're going to be talking to her soon. Uh, Patrick's also going to be part of that episode. And we are going to uh, just spread the word of all of these cool things that we're talking about on the podcast. We're going to be, we're, we're just going to be sharing the shit out of this stuff over the next couple of weeks. Also, um, forgot to say this at the beginning of YouTube, but... It's coming to the point over the next couple of weeks, or months rather, to where I may end up having to try to politic for the GoFundMe a little more because it's going to start costing money to continue to post episodes because we've posted so many that my uh, the, the place that I'm using to post episodes now is is full basically they're 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 charging me dollars to post more episodes or else they're going to start deleting earlier ones and i don't want that i want to be able to keep them all in one spot so i may end up having to raise dollars to be able to uh, release content without having old content deleted but we'll see how that goes and uh if any anybody out there is very good with computers pat patrick may know something about that if, if there's a way i could change out my uh, 
the what I use to publish podcasts with without losing any of my old episodes through my RSS feed, but I don't think that that's possible because I've looked into it. So, we'll, we'll, but we'll figure all that out later. That's we'll nothing. Yeah, we'll check that out later. But anyway, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, episode number one hundred and three, featuring Patrick Hanna, the Harry Potter talk deep dive into Sorcerer's Stone. Enjoy, motherfuckers. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it indeed. So, uh, as promised, episode number 103 here of the MI Stuff podcast is going to be dedicated to the first book in the Harry Potter series, The Sorcerer's Stone. See, it's even got this little weird thing back here and the barcode and this... Yeah, man, yours sucks. Yeah, I got this one in a Goodwill. That's uh, that's for Goodwill and uh, towards men. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's that, and the first one that I made, second one I made, the first one I made, I gave it to Blair. Now this looks like a sim a simple stick to normal people, muggles to muggles, but to me. It came in a block that was about the size of this. And without electricity, I turned this bitch by hand with a chisel. And I need to straighten it out a little more, but I kind of like it's kind of a little wonky a oh, little bit. Yeah. Like, like wands are supposed to be. to be like that. It needs to be wonky. And also, for today... I didn't know we were doing show and tell. Uh, well, we're doing show and tell now. Okay. I have a Hogsmeade Village map. I'm going to look at it. Yeah, feel free. And the actual wand of one Severus Snape, who is from day one my favorite character in Harry Potter. Blair got this one too. From, from Walt Disney World, Harry Potter Land. So, we have all these fun things to to mess around with today while we're talking about Harry Potter. Sweet. Sweet. Diagonally. 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 Nocturnally. Is that what he said to you? Oh, no. Just the the words. It's a play on words, you know. Nocturnally. It's a play on words. Nocturnally. Nocturnally. There's a horizontal alley in there, too. Horizontally. Holy shit, there really is, isn't there? Yeah. Horizontally, huh. nocturnally, and diagonally. <laughs> God, she's so good. <laughs> she's so smart. How did you get so smart, Joe? So, anyway, I watched the I watched the first movie again last night, but... um. I haven't, I didn't go back and look through the book, but in all my research, as I was saying earlier, this is the one that is the closest to the book. Yeah. As far as the adaptation. And it is also the, oh yeah, and, and by the way, spoilers, if you haven't seen Harry Potter then this is, we're definitely going to be spoiling a lot of stuff, and I encourage you to watch Harry Potter if you haven't seen it, because it's truly, for me, my favorite saga of movies ever. 
hands down and books alike. It's 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 just the best. It's the greatest story ever told outside of Jesus <laughs> if you ask me. So that being said You know, I'm trying to find the very first time where he meets Snape in the book. Um where would that be? During the sorting hat I was thinking maybe, but it yeah. might not be till the Potions Master chapter. Well, I think that was the first time that he actually saw Snape was uh, at the Sorting Hat ceremony. Yeah. In the movies, they make a big deal out of them, like, looking at each other back and forth. Yeah. Um, Which, whether that happens or not, you would imagine, given the history, that it definitely would. Like, Snape would be, for the first time in all these years, seeing... The face of, yeah, somebody that we don't want to give away too much because true, true, we're true. staying on this 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 book for now. But this Harry story. Potter has his mom's eyes and his dad's hair, and uh, he apparently looks yeah, looks like a little James with a little You're very much like your father. <laughs> but anywho, the first time that. I would say probably one of the better introductions to a series of all time. And that's maybe because I'm just a huge Harry Pothead. But I really like I really like the introduction to the to the series that this this story gives. Yeah. Um You know, there's a lot of stuff in here that gets used throughout the entire series. Yes. She sets up a really good, easy to read, um, but it's really deep as far as introduction of characters, um, spells, places. She does a good job of setting out the whole entire world. And and, and in the movie, I noticed, too, that uh, they... They use their names a lot, like when they're addressing each other. Unlike us in normal life, when we would just right. have a conversation, it would be Patrick, blah 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 blah, whatever. I have to say, and it's like they're they're using their names so much to drill in who's who, and that's true, Kelsey. And another thing, Kelsey. Yeah, uh, I didn't notice that, but that's a good that's a good catch. Yeah, um, I wonder why they do that so much because I mean. You can see, uh, yeah. I mean, I, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, they just want you to not forget who who is who. Yeah. It's not like they have the number of characters that's on like Game of Thrones. Yeah. That show gets confusing even when you follow it, and you know, you have a good cast though in this yeah. in this uh, movie and in the book. Very good core cast of about twenty people that that are there the whole time. Yeah. Agreed. Well, you got Harry. Ron and Hermione. Yep. You got Ron's parents and family. Indeed. You got Dumbledore, Snape, McGonagall. Clutch teachers. Yeah, Flitwick. He's there the whole time. Flitwick's there. He kind of comes in and out, but he's short. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, Brooke told me that they saw, side note, that they saw uh, Peter Dinklage in Vegas eating dinner with like a hat on mm-hmm. and like just just like models 
all around him and like sitting there and then he's like telling people and they're all like what where a huge Game of Thrones fans like making it obvious and I was like <laughs> go give him a high five like way up <laughs> you just see what he does <laughs> is that wrong uh, is it still humor or is that, that insensitive I think it depends okay Back to Harry Potter. Back to Harry Potter and Professor Flitwick. Flitwick. Ooh, what would Flitwick be if it were if it were Peter Dinklage instead of Warwick Davis? Um, I don't nah. like it. Warwick well, Davis is just so Harry Potter. Yeah, he's 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 he he belongs. He also played the he also played the role of the Goblin. I think either him or Vern Troyer. No, it's Warwick Davis. He plays the one that the grip hook. Yeah. He plays a grip hook. Yeah. Now, I don't know if... I know he, he for sure plays it later in the series, but in the very yep. first movie as him, too? Yep. Good. Now, and not not to be insensitive towards dwarves, I wonder if it's just simple to cast one dwarf to play all these different roles of, like... How do you like that strawberry water? Could be. Um, Like, you know, as far as the production goes? Yeah. Uh, curious. Yeah, because I don't know. Is it by the number of lines? Do you pay him by the role? I mean, that's I'm sure yeah. that's something you brought up in the contract. Curious, and a curious. So, uh, in watching the movie, <clears throat> this thing opens up with one of the most intriguing opening scenes of all time, where you see a normal street with houses. Like, it just looks absolutely normal. And then all of a sudden, this odd-looking dude steps out of the shadows and starts removing lights from the streetlights with a pen, basically. <laughs> the deluminator. The deluminator. I was hooked immediately. Like I was like, okay, this is the kind of thing that I'm going to be into. I didn't get hooked. I skipped the first movie. And just saw the middle of the second movie. Wow. Uh, on ABC Family. <laughs> it was like HBO, uh, like in 2003 or four. Yeah. It was just on. Dad had said something about taking my nieces to go see it and how it was pretty good. And I was like, whatever. I'm sure it's not. And um, I don't know. I kind of caught it in the middle. And I was like, oh, it's like like a whodunit. You know, yeah. what's what's going on? What mis- You know, there's some weird mystery going on. And yeah. uh, that kind of hooked me. I like mystery stuff. and Mystery's good. And almost every one of these is kind of like a Sherlock Holmes with magic. It really is. That's that's the best part about it, though, is the magic. Is, is knowing that that... Or, well, but it was it magic. But did it? It was magic. And it's always the person you most medium suspect. So. Yeah, exactly. So that's... that's, that's uh, what we'll get to here in a here in a second, but the thing that got me that got me after that was the. Well, I'll lead up to that. So we'll, we'll just basically go over the sure. go over the go over the story. So yes, so basically the story is that there is a child who somehow miraculously survives this killing curse that no one is supposed to be able to survive mm-hmm. and leaves him with this pretty badass scar on his forehead lightning bolt shaped yes and it 
makes him famous because he's the first person ever to have survived this curse. Yeah. So, whenever, after after Dude Man starts robbing all the lights off of these streetlights, a cat stands up into a woman. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Who ends up being Professor McGonagall and D- D- Professor Dumbledore who yeah. are doing these things. Dumbledore stealing lights and McGonagall standing up as a cat. Yeah, and it was kind of weird in the movie Yeah, that uh, he's like, hello, Professor McGonagall. It's like, you're going to call her Minerva or something. Yeah. Like, her name's Minerva. Yeah. Why would you call her Professor outside of school, outside of this house on this weird night? But which goes back to my theory. They just wanted to make you know who was yeah. who. I thought that I might be seeing you here, Professor, Professor. McGonagall. <laughs> and it's like, uh, uh, good evening, Professor Dumbledore. They address each other yeah. professionally. And later on, they're always Minerva and yeah. Albus. But yeah. yes. But uh, then a character who I, ha- I have a liking to shows up. On a motorcycle in the air. He's flying a flipping motorcycle in the air with a child in tow. Hagrid. And I don't know if it happened. I don't know that I wanted it to happen. I just grew my hair out in a beard and I just so happened to look like Hagrid. Pretty close. And I didn't do that on purpose. I've always wanted long hair. And the beard just, just came but I believe that Haggard is trying to get out from me. I believe he's just trying to grow from within. That's a good thing. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Mm-mm. Not one bit. So so Haggard flies yes. down, crash, almost crash lands onto the street. Yep. Uh, kind of noisy. This car is yeah. making uh, this little motorcycle with the sidecar is making all sorts of noise. Professor Dumbledore? Uh, Professor McGonagall? <laughs> That's uncanny. That's pretty good. Uh, got old serious black scar here. Yeah, the the motorcycle did that did indeed belong to serious black with dragon fire. Mm-hmm. But that comes later. Um, I think he mentions it in the book. In the book, he definitely mentions it. I don't know. It must not say it in the movie. Yeah, it definitely doesn't in the movie. Um, yeah, he does in the book. He's like, uh, yeah, it's like on the fifth page. Yeah. I didn't get that far last night. <laughs> I literally was I literally got was gonna go over it and then I was like, Man, I think I just need to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. But I watched the movie instead. But but I did did Google into it and then the differences were were minute at best from the Oh sure. The movie. It is very nitpicky. They they stayed to the story pretty much. Yeah. Like the book is the script and they go off of it very few places. Later oh, yeah. on in the books, they differ a good bit, but yeah. So all of this, all this first scene leads up into uh, Harry being uh, Harry as a as an infant being left on the doorstep. I have some beef stew and some strawberry water. Hang on like that. Mm-hmm. Harry being left on the doorstep of Muggles who are non magic folk. For those of you uh, Muggles out there, and. Professor McGonagall mentions that she's been watching them all day, and they're the worst sort of muggles imaginable. Yeah. And I wonder what that would have meant back then. I wonder what that would have meant. I wonder what she would have seen that would lead her to believe they're the worst muggles imaginable. They're Whoa. just... 
you know, the the mom the whole time, or Aunt Petunia, yeah. is just uh, Petunia and Lily. They're two flowers. Yeah. So uh, she's craning her neck over everyone's, it's, it's like in the books, it's like, Dursley yeah. has no neck, and Petunia makes up for it by having twice the neck. Yeah, is good because she cranes her neck over to check out everyone, see what they're doing, and yeah, and then they, you know, bend over backwards for this awful one-year-old. They can already tell it's an awful kid. Other people, I guess, <laughs> it's one years old. And just, it's just, just a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know what else they could have been doing. We're like in the. Early 80s at this point? Yeah, that would be early 80s. They're probably just <laughs> just watching, the, just eating up whatever anybody, like the news says everything that's right. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to believe everything anybody tells me because that's what they tell me. Man, that's magic back, isn't real. Yep. And uh, they didn't have like CNN or anything back then. Nope. Wouldn't, or actually, maybe it would have been like that year, but still, probably wouldn't have been as. Not not in uh, James Earl Jones. This is CNN. Yeah, but but not on uh, Privet Drive, probably. No, probably not on Privet Drive. Anywho, so yes, they. It, it opens up immediately with that, that he has nowhere else to go. He has no other family. So there's nowhere else he can go. He has to be he has to be raised by them, not knowing who he is. So then the next scene opens up. He's open. He's underneath the staircase in a little cupboard. Eleven years later. Bumps his head, I think, or something. Maybe he doesn't. Does he does he pick up a spider in the in the movie? I think in the book. No, in the book he does. Okay. He's um, like he like bros with the spiders. Yeah, he's like Yeah, they're 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 friends. Yeah. They're not they're not anything that he wants to kill, but I think that uh in the movie it's just wake up you. <laughs> and he's got to go make breakfast for everyone. And it's like a it's like a prison cell that he's in. Like he's, he's basically a house elf. He is basically a house elf. He literally is. Just they come in and they slide the little thing. And he's locked from the outside. Like yep. he's locked into this cupboard under the stairs. I think they lock him in his room later too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's just so awful how they treat this 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 kid, and you you immediately feel bad for him yep. because he's walking around with his shirt like. Way too big because only all he would wear was Dudley's hand-me-downs. Dudley is a plumper. Yep, and it's uh, we open up on Dudley's birthday. Yep, and Dudley's got like thirty-one presents. He counts every one of them. And he's like, "What the fuck? Last year I got thirty-two. Yeah, something like that. It's some number. Is yeah, and um." They're like, oh, I'm so 36. sorry. 36. Counted them myself. 36, 36. But last year I had 37. <laughs> well, on the way to the zoo, we're going to get you two new presents on me. <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> this is awful fucking kid. All right. So, yes. And they're going to leave Harry with Mrs. Fig, I believe. I don't know if that's in the book or in the movie. But yeah. they're going to. But Mrs. Fig is sick or she broke her, her leg. So, Harry yeah. has to come with them. And... He, uh, yeah, he does not like that at all, and that's one of the small nitpicky things that they say differ between the book and the movie is that in the movie they had blonde hair. 
Oh yeah, and in the book He's they like were jet black. they were described yeah they were described as having very dark hair and um, on the trip to the zoo for Dudley's birthday, there was another thing in which the scene with a Burmese python yeah but in the book it was a boa constrictor oh. <laughs> See, it's nitpicky. Bred in captivity. Bred in captivity, indeed. The reptile house. Yes, and another thing too, and and you might you might be a little little more versed in the book than I am on this. Did he speak to the snake in parcel tongue in the book? Because I know he didn't in the movie. Um, it's not. You know, he never knows he speaks in parcel tongue, yeah. so I'm sure he does. That's the only way you can communicate oh, with yeah, snakes. Oh, yeah, 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 so yeah, for is. sure. I just didn't know yeah. if in the book, if they made it, that he spoke some gibberish to the snake. Yeah. Or they probably I think they just said introduce he, that till he, later. Yeah, he talks, okay. and then that, that comes out in the next next yeah. movie. So, book. yes. So, uh, there's a snake at this, in the reptile uh, section of the zoo, that... They're all just trying to get this snake to move. They keep tap, move. <laughs> trying to get this snake to move and do something. It's like this is boring. Dudley's like, oh, and, and and these these parents are just catering to every little thing that Dudley wants. Yeah, so, shit. He's a little shit. Yep. And um, so Harry's like, oh, you poor thing, and then. It kind of moves and it looks at them, and it, they start having a little conversation. Yeah, and then uh, Dudley's just like, "Holy shit! Look at this fucking snake!" Knocks Harry out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Knocks him out of the way, and Harry gives him a like, kind of like a, a scowl. Yeah, scowl, and the glass disappears. The, yeah. the vanishing glass. That's the name of the second, third chapter yeah. or something. The vanishing glass. At which point. Dudley then falls into the cage. Yep. He falls into the big snake enclosure, yeah. and the snake didn't give a fuck, but Dudley's freaking out, and the snake yep. just leaves. Yep. He bolts. After... after. See ya. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mention it or any time. Whatever he says. <laughs> and then the snake just comes out. And in the movie, this has always bothered me. Uh-huh. In the movie, there is, you, you could see the way the feet are aimed. Uh-huh. There's no way you just now saw the snake with where your feet are aimed. <laughs> like, I know that this is just movie magic, and, but, but like the way that the feet were pointed, these people are acting like they just see the snake for the first time. That's yeah. not it. They right. You saw it. <sighs> but anyway... <laughs> After that, that's the first. That's the first bit of magic that you see yeah. outside of the Deluminator, right? So you can tell this little kid can do yeah. magic. There's something about him. Yeah. There's some. There's there's questions that aren't answered yet. Yeah. And that's the best thing for a movie is that you you set up questions that need to be answered. And Dudley's parents are not happy about this at all because this apparently all. happens every once in a while. Yeah. It's not really laid out in the movie in the book it says a couple of things like they tried to cut his hair one time and it all grew back the same oh, way yeah. um, forgot about that and he like popped up on the top of the house one time or top of the schoolyard <clears throat> like someone some bully was trying to get him and he just like was up on top of the yeah 
Anyway. Um, by the way, I realize you house that order. Have as many of those as you would like. Fuck yeah. By the way, so yeah, do that at your at your own disclosure. So okay. I can I can handle the, the the conversation while you while you do that. But uh, anyway, um, so after this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Harry gets a letter. Yeah. After they get back home, and oh, I, I, actually, after they get back home, and they're and, and he's like, "What happened?" Uncle Uncle Vernon is screaming to Harry, "What happened?" I don't know. The glass was there one minute, and then it was gone. It was like magic. Don't you speak that word? There's no such thing as magic. <laughs> so they're setting this whole thing up as that there's no such thing as magic. So the entire so Harry's entire childhood. We assume is just him going. Okay, him, him. There's no such thing as magic. Like his his entire life. Yeah, you could. You can, yeah, there you go. Um, his entire life is just a whole slew of them spinning or spinning. There's no magic in the world to him. And obviously, you know, this is not true. What they're saying because he just made a fucking piece of glass disappear and let us cousin Dudley fall into the snake pit with him. So anyway, this all leads up to Harry getting a letter. And this letter never gets read. Immediately, they see it and they look at each other. The parents look at each other like they know what's going on. You immediately know they know what's up. I think in the movie, doesn't Dudley steal it from Harry? Like, yeah, Harry gets the mail and he's like, because he's the little slave yep. and he's about to hand it out and then he keeps the letter because it's his. Yeah. And he's about to open it and Dudley's like, you little shit, you can't have a letter. Boom. Yeah. Harry's got a letter. Not only does Harry have a letter, it is addressed to him at the cupboard under Underneath, the stairs. Yep. Yep. Under the, yep, 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 yep. This is. So anyway, the, the suspicion rises. Like the, everything in this movie is perfect. So far, as it is, it's just in the book as well. It, it just the suspicion keeps building up, and as does the suspense. Is he a wizard or not? We don't even know what a wizard is yet. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but we don't even know what a wizard is yet. But we are very, very close to finding out because after the first letter is taken. Three more show up the next day. Yep, and the owls are just lining up outside the house eventually. So, yes, what we... And for those of you who know Harry Potter well, what I predict happened is that Dumbledore emptied the owlery. (laughs) I believe that every owl in the owlery, he was like, motherfucker, (laughs) you were going to get this letter. One way or the other. So, the most extravagant thing that happens in the beginning part of this movie is where fine day Sunday no post best day of the week (laughs) why is that no post no post on Sundays right you are Harry no post on Sundays so then after he has drilled a board over the mail over the letter the letter uh, slot yep slot letter slot. slot All of a sudden, there's owls all over the yard, and then the house starts to shake. 
And then all of a sudden, letters start pouring in the letter slot and then out of the fireplace and from every aspect of the house. Yeah. And I don't remember if that happens in the book or not. I don't think it does, but it makes a good spectacle. Oh, God, it was so good in the movie. But I also, like, you can't you can't catch one of those fucking letters, Harry. Really? Like, Have you ever been in one of those dollar things, though? Yes. It's uh, tough. It is tough, but I mean, like... The trick like, is to, yeah, yeah, use your shirt for the sure. Trick. I actually got one of those prizes. Um, we were selling all the chocolates and shit in the wallpaper, yeah. uh, so I got up to that level of prize. Oh, really? Where you could get into the dollar machine for a while. Uh, yeah, and uh, but I got sick that day. Oh no! Yeah. Oh well, it happens. My friend went in my place, so I let him keep half the money. Hey, at least you got half the money, though. They, they look, no work for something. Yeah. There you go. Not but bad. That is pretty good. So, after this after this spectacle, Harry indeed struggled to, to grasp one letter. No. Nope. So, at this point, Dudley, or, or Vernon, Uncle Vernon, decides we're going away to where they can't find us. Yep. Where they end up in the most random place ever. Like, is that not just a... On an island with only that house. Yeah. <laughs> an island with just the house on it. it which is so... Uh, I don't know. It. How would you ever get to that house? Or why would it, yeah. why would it even be a house? Because it's like a pretty small island. But it's perfect for the movie. Yeah. Like it just fits. It, There's something about it that just works really well. That house, I thought, whenever... Um, and this is a little foreshadowing. Whenever this, whenever they end up, when Harry and Dumbledore end up going back to a very similar looking location, yeah, I thought it was the same spot when I first saw that. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. Yeah. But anyway, so this is where this is where questions start getting answered. After it, it shoots from them leaving the house, ending up at this one place. Harry is drawing a birthday cake in the dust that is accumulated on the floor. With 11 candles. Yeah. Right? Make a wish, Harry. <laughs> and then he literally just blows out the candles. And then, that's right. Everybody, who's that? <laughs> everybody wakes up. Everybody's freaking out. So, this is where the story gets good. So, one of the first magical creatures that you... One of the first magical people you see in the movie is, of course, Dumbledore, McGonagall, and Hagrid. And the next magical person you see in the movie is Hagrid again. Yep. He's at the door. He's beating the door down. Sorry about that. (laughs) So polite. So, yeah, he puts the door back up, and Uncle Vernon comes down with a shotgun, and... Dry up, Dursley, you great prune. <laughs> and just <laughs> bends the shotgun up, which still shoots, by the way. Yep. A hole in the ceiling. Which, from the outside, I don't remember if that house even looked like it had a uh, upstairs or not. Yeah. But either way. It's, 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 it's magic. Yeah, it's magic. <laughs> <laughs> Little did they know they were in a magic cottage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. did not notice the stairs outside. <laughs> Look at this. Petunia. <laughs> yeah. And you know if anything worked to their advantage, they'd be all about some magic, too. Oh, God, yeah. 
But I don't know. You, you really don't know, though, because it could be those those sort of people who's just like, I don't care what good it'll do me. Yeah, could be. Anyway. They're pretty awful. They are pretty awful. So this is where questions start getting answered. A hacker comes in with a, uh, a box yep. for Harry. Opens up the box. It's a cake. Yep. Happy birthday, Harry. I don't know what's on it. The happy birthday. I, I don't remember. You watched it more recently. Which is, yeah, happy birthday, Harry, which is the first gift. Oh, yeah. He's ever received. And um, then the magic words, you know, he's you'll be coming to Hogwarts. Yep. And all that stuff. And then the famous words of Hagrid where he says, well, of course, you'll know all about Hogwarts. Yeah. <laughs> Hogwarts. Like, I'm sorry. No. No. Like, Didn't you learn the way your, your parents learned it all? Learned what? You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm a what? A wizard and a thumping good night wager. Listen, goosebumps right this second, y'all, just from thinking about that. Just him, Harry. Finally, you're a wizard, Harry, which explains to the to the watcher or the the reader who Harry finally is. Like all these things that have not made sense yet, finally make sense now. Yep, and. He finally realizes that and, and hands him the letter. He Haggard's like, this belongs to you. Yep. And he sits there and reads it. Yeah. I think while he's reading it, uh, Dudley starts eating some of his cake. And uh, Haggard takes care of that. Indeed. And they give him a nice little... Uh, Piggy tail. Yep. Which, in the book, by the way... It takes them. They have to go like surgery, and yeah, they have to take, have surgery, and <laughs> they have to explain this to to the surgeon to have this thing. Does it keep growing back, or does it? Oh, I don't, I don't remember. I'll read up on that uh, for the next one, but yeah, because I I believe every time he ever sees certain wizards, he always like his first. Reaction is to cover his ass up. Yeah, it's like oh, yeah, old magic wound. Oh yeah, never, <laughs> never, never get that one. Yeah, but yeah, um, it's uh, it's really cool. Once that you see, and Haggard has this umbrella in which he shoots fireballs out of the umbrella to start a fire in the fireplace, and you're like, our reaction was the same as Harry's when he's just like, whoa, like that's ridiculous, and then. Yeah. Then the the pigtail and all the other the, that he gives Dudley, and you're like, shit, this is really cool. So he tells Harry, you're going to be coming with me, you're going to be going to Hogwarts. And then Dudley, I mean, uh, Vernon and Petunia step in. He will not be going to some crackpot old fool to teach him magic tricks, which was a mistake. Yeah. Because uh, Albus Dumbledore is the... Uh I don't remember the words he says, but greatest lizard that ever lived. Yeah, Albus Dumbledore is the greatest. He is, he's the greatest wizard that ever lived. And no one insults Albus Dumbledore in front of me. <laughs> is how Hagrid says it. <laughs> so after this point, and and in the in the book, there was in, in the movie it, it suggests that from that point, Harry and Hagrid are just together until. He goes off to school. 
Yeah. But in the movie, it was just, or I mean, in the book, he still, he goes back home. Yeah, he goes and, back home, and, and then they take mm-hmm. him, they take him to the King's Cross station, and then they're just like, yeah, they're like looking up at the board for the Hogwarts you know, he's like, I got this letter. It says I'm supposed to be at uh, platform nine and three quarters. Yep. And Vernon's like, there's no platform nine and three quarters, you dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> but it just leaves him there at the station. Like, yeah. if, if there isn't, what is he going to do? Yeah, and then thank God, and, and and in the movie, in the movie a little bit, the the, the best, my my favorite, probably my favorite scene throughout all of the throughout all of Harry Potter is is in that little section of the movie where um, he finally gets to go to, he walks into the to the prance what not prancing pony that's a that's that's Hobbit, uh, was it not the three broomsticks? Mm-mm. I'm gonna let you keep going. I know it. The oh, leaky, leaky cauldron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he walks into the leaky cauldron. Yep. Oh, Hagrid. You know, uh, uh, usual, I presume. No, not today, Tom. I'm on official Hogwarts business. Official Hogwarts business. Helping young Harry get his uh, get his, buy his school supplies, and it's like, bless my soul, it's Harry Potter. <laughs> Entire room. That was a magical moment. Yeah. Like, outside of actual magic. God, that was a beautiful moment. And this kid is so out of place. He doesn't know what's going on. He just got taken from his aunt and uncle, which he's, I think, pretty thankful for. Oh, yeah. He's stoked about that. But now all this attention's on him, and he's just like, I don't, I'm uncomfortable yeah, with this. Yeah, just Harry. Yeah. He's not, yeah, he's not prepared to, Doris Crockford, Mr. Potter, I can't believe I'm meeting you after. <laughs> but he's so polite. He and really is. Yeah, everyone, he's shaking everyone's hands and. Yeah, he's playing the role well. And uh, finally he gets to meet his, one of his teachers, uh, one of his defense against the doctor arts. Professor Quirrell. <laughs> Professor Kirill, Mr. Potter, pleased to be meeting you. Oh, forgive me, fellow. Uh, fearful, fearful. <laughs> this guy's, uh, he stutters a lot, and he's very polite and nice. Yeah, very nice guy, wearing a turban. Mm-hmm. So... He just he looks very wizardry, wizardy. Everybody in the everybody in this place looks very like wizardy. And he's wearing a turban, but he's not from the Middle East. He's very British. Yeah, exactly. Curious, correct? So after this point, they walk through to go to the passage to Diagon Alley, which is also a, a spectacle. Yep. Because he taps around the bricks, and then all of a sudden, these bricks just start folding away mm-hmm. to form a doorway, which is really, really cool. Like at this point, I'm 100% sold. Like, <laughs> this is the best thing I've ever seen. Like, because I love magic. My favorite Disney movie is Sword in the Stone. I love wizards and Merlin and magic and all of this nonsense. Oh, so, I love Sword in the Stone. God, it's the best one. Um, but. After they get into Diagon Alley and he starts to to go around and collect all of his school supplies and such, he he gets everything that he needs and finally sees that he hasn't gotten a wand yet. Yep. Which leads up to probably my favorite scene of the whole thing. And, I mean, they have this at the Universal Resort 
thing too. It's a lot of people's favorite. You know, he gets uh, the wand chooses you at the place, and it like blows your hair up, I think, or something like light comes down on you and you oh, grab it. Oh man, that's so beautiful. Yeah. So he walks into this old sleepy little little looking looking place that is tagged Ollivanders, makers of fine wands since 382 BC. Yeah. So Ollivanders got to be old AF. Now I wonder if he had a dad named Ollivander too. No, it can't be. It's always been him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, certainly it's, it's a family. Yeah. Family I just thing, but think about that. Like how old how old uh cuz the wizards do live a little longer yeah. it seems like uh, dumbledore lives to be pretty old yeah he was like 150 yeah so and i think olivander is pretty old too oh but, yeah for yeah, sure little tiny little old guy comes out from behind this cool looking just like a shoe store almost yeah with no introduction he knows who Harry is which is which is the case for a lot of people oh yeah that's true you can tell he's Harry Potter because he's got a little scar on his arm. Yeah. He's, I, I remember when your mother and father were here buying their first ones. And it's he, he just goes through this, like, two or three different ones in the movie. There were a lot more that he went through. Switch and a flick. Yep. We'll give it to Wave. We'll give it to Wave. And he's just destroying shit all over this wand, wand place because... And it hasn't found the right one yet, so <clears throat> then it's camera fades in. On this one little box. This one little box. And he's like, I wonder. <laughs> so he pulls this one little box out and curiously hands it to Harry, and all of a sudden the hair and the lights and everything is like, Okay, this is the one. This is the one that we needed. And it, I was cutting off a little bit of the top of your head there. Oh, yeah. I, I cut a little bit of the top of my head off too there for a little bit. This is better. Oh no, I, I fixed you now. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, he hands him that wand, and it's obviously the right one. It's obviously the perfect wand. Yeah. So then he goes, "Curious." I'm sorry, sir, but what's curious? That your wand should share the same core as our. Yeah. It's curious that you should be destined for this one when its brother Bruh. gave you that scar. It's like, well, who owned that one? We don't speak his name. So now there's more questions. After all of the answers that we've gotten from the questions we had in the beginning, now there's more questions. Yep. They we don't speak his name. Although his name comes up in like the first ten pages of the book. Yeah. Yeah. Is he really gone? Has he really gone? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But now Harry has a wand. He's equipped with his his form of magic, and just that uh, it's des- and the fact that he says that it's, de- it's, it's curious that you should be destined for this wand when his brother gave you that scar is that uh, is like, who who owned that wand? Well, we don't speak his name. But I can, I, I do. But what we do know is that we can expect greatness from you, because he who must not be named did great things, terrible but great. Yeah. So 
that's that's really 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 great foreshadowing that, that we're supposed we're supposed to expect something brilliant and great from Harry Potter. Yep. I think in the meantime, Hagrid's gone to get him his actual birthday present. Yeah. Which is a snowy, white, tawny owl yep. named Hedwig. Happy birthday. Which, yeah, is his, his literally legit first gifts ever. Like all of the, the, the great moments and introduction to magic that Harry has are all centered around Hagrid. Yeah. And I love that. And I... Does he see uh, Draco putting on his robes in the movie too? Yes, in the in the book, in the, in they the book. meet at Diagon Alley. Okay, okay. Um, but in the in the movie, they meet on the train. You no, know, the uh, they meet after because on 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 the after the train, the first year's boat. They take the they mm-hmm. take the boats in, and then after after that they meet up like, oh, okay. on the steps at the, of the castle, basically. Gotcha. In the movie, but yes, um, he does finally. He does after he he figures all of this out. Now this is where all of that happened in in just the movie. In the book, all of this picks up at at uh, the King's Cross. So where they're getting on the train and how they get on a platform, back yep. to what you were saying about right, right, right. Dudley just, I mean, Vernon just leaves him. I always want to say Dud- Dudley instead of Vernon. It, well, it's hard because their last Dursley. name is Dursley. Yeah. And then Dudley's close to Dursley. Yeah. I almost have like a miniature panic attack every time I'm about to say D- Dudley. Yeah, well, well, they get it. Abraham Lincoln, dude. Abraham Lincoln, yeah. That's right. Oh, man. Dude, he had it rough in that movie, dude. <laughs> I knew exactly what was going to happen. Everybody was like, "Oh, maybe he's just trying to see if you know if if the bridge is staying." Like, no, we knew what was going to happen as soon as he bought that damn chicken. Yeah, <sighs> watch watch Buster Scruggs. Uh, <laughs> I was hoping that chicken would not work out for him either. Yeah, well, well, Liam Neeson's not having a whole lot of shit work out for him right now. Oh, yeah, you hadn't heard about that new stuff. Side note. Outside of Harry Potter, yeah, Liam Neeson, um, one of his friends was raped like years ago mm-hmm. by a, a, a black man raped mm-hmm. raped one of his friends. So he said he he you know he was just talking you know I I I, I brandished a, a club you know and went out in the streets because I just wanted to find a he quote air quoted a black bastard. To just beat the shit out of a black bastard because I, I want any of them would have done because one of my friends was just raped by yeah. a black man. Now, now, I, and I, and he he literally said that in air quotes. And a lot of people are coming to his defense as to saying like, "Hey, this is, you know, if it could have been anybody, like if it would have been just a, a, a white guy with tattoos, he would have probably said the same thing." Mm-hmm. But the fact that it ended up like that is just doesn't look good for him. No. Yeah, that's just not looking good. Especially somebody with his reputation, like his film reputation and and the things that he's done in those movies. Like, apparently his certain set of skills does not include how to <laughs> say, uh, um, uh, gosh, what's his name? Noah, uh, Trevor Noah said, um, apparently his certain set of skills does not include knowing when to, when and when not to be inappropriate or, or whatever have you. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, all from the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, a side note from the Harry Potter things. Yeah. So, yes, 
so um, movie wise, where Haggard's dropping him off at yep. the King's Cross, and he says, "I'll see you later, too." Um, Dumbledore will be wanting. Him. Oh, we forgot the. I forgot. I forgot the. We forgot the the Gring, Gringotts. Yep. They sorry. They go to Gringotts first. Dude, shit, that's the most important part. <laughs> yeah, that's like the. the that's, <laughs> That's where they get the thing that's yeah. in the book title. So, yes, they show up. He's like, well, how am I going to have money to buy all of these things? Well, there's your money, Harry Gringotts. Yep. So they go to the Goblin Bank, which is run by goblins, and Harry finds out that he has just dollars on dollars. on dollars. Yeah, he's rich AF. Harry is rich AF in the wizarding world. He's rich and famous. Yes. And he never even knew it. And uh, although I don't know how uh, wizard money translates into people money, it probably sure. doesn't. It's got to somehow, right? You think? I would think so. Maybe the squibs got to eat something. Yeah, you guess you're right. Yeah, they do. Hey, dirt filthy my bloods. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he finds out all of the, that he's got all this money. So then they have to make another stop in. In Gringotts, where they go around on these trolleys. Vault 787. (laughs) And they finally, they get this thing. The Haggard just just picks up this rock, puts it in his pocket. It's the only thing that's in that vault. It's the only thing in there. Yep. And, uh... Takes that out, so that that that's the part that we that belongs within that little that whole diagonal alley bit that we went went down. So yep. now they get to the King's Cross, and Haggard has just dropped him off, and they are looking. For, he's trying to find out how to get on the platform. Yep. At which point introduces the second wizarding family that he meets, second wizarding people that he meets, the Weasleys. The Weasleys, indeed. They're all bright red-haired. I guess I don't know if they're Irish or what. I guess yeah. they, they must be something like that. But bright red hair, yep. tall, bunch of them, a lot of them. Now you made a good point about Molly Weasley noticing Harry. Yeah. Did you talk about it on a podcast, or was that just us talking? Uh, we might have talked about that on the last podcast, but yeah, someone was saying. You know, maybe she saw him all confused sitting there and and walked past him a, f- a couple of times with the family being like, okay, it's nine and three quarters. You know, she said something about that in the, yeah. in the book. And, I mean, they've all been there many times before. So, yeah, they know where to go. And uh, it's not like that platform changes every time because they go to the same platform for the rest of the series. But, uh yeah, so in her infinite wisdom, sees Harry Potter all by himself, and yep. um, and then says, you know, hey, we're going to that platform nine three quarters right over here. Yep. So he said, oh, excuse me, but uh, I don't know how to to get on the platform. Oh, it's Ron's first time. You can go with him. Yeah, exactly. So he, she explains how do they get on the platform, which they do, basically running through a wall, running through a brick wall. Yep. And then the most majestic thing that you ever see. And as a Disney fan, a good train is a, always a good thing, man. Yeah. You gotta you gotta love a good train. Yeah, that's a pretty train. It's got that God, nice beautiful. billowing smoke coming out, bright red, the, on it. and it's just so shiny and looks mm-hmm. very well maintained. Not like those CSX pieces of shit that ran behind my house at nine <laughs> o'clock and four thirty every day. <laughs> Did I ever tell you that? 
Uh-uh. I had a train that ran literally behind the house I grew up in. Like literally, if if I were if if right here, if this chair was the bottom step of my back back door, a train would fucking destroy the back two rooms of my house. Ooh. Like if this were the lab bottom step yeah, of my back door, a train would just destroy the back two rooms of my house. That's how close that train was. That seems safe. Yeah, well, dude, I grew up like just sitting pennies on it, mm-hmm. and and dude, there's there's probably hundreds of dollars of change that's been shaken <laughs> off those rails that I did. But anyway, I, I love trains. Yeah, and that's seeing a good train. that, that's a good train. That's a good so train. He finally gets on the train, and he he meets Ron again, who's like, "Oh, everyone else is full. Do you mind? I'll by all means." Mm-hmm. And Ron has no idea who he is, and then he's like, "Well, I'm Harry Potter." Obviously, everybody knows Harry Potter. Yeah, so. Harry Potter. Yeah, he's freaking out. And the first thing he asks is, "Can I see your scar?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you? Is it true? Do you really have the scar? Oh yeah. Wicked. His, yep. Wicked. Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> Ron's just so nice and uh, cat, but he's like. He's just like a normal kid. He's just like a kid that doesn't know. Like you're not supposed to ask about things like that. Yeah, like, he doesn't give a shit. He's a kid. He doesn't know. So yeah, and uh, and uh, anything from the Charlie Diz, who's one of my favorite characters, just because that's her only line. Yeah, <laughs> and and uh, Ron has just got a sandwich. Yep. And Harry looks at her and looks at the sandwich, and he and he goes, "We'll take the lot." Look how much money I have, bitch. <laughs> we'll take the whole lot. And this is this is really a, a, a great, great scene in which Ron is explaining to Harry all the different, you know, magical candies. And yeah, they've got um, chocolate frogs. Yeah, Barty's. Yeah. And that's where uh, this little chocolate frog will come out of the package. But the important part is you get these little trading cards with yeah. the chocolate frog packs. And um, Harry's first one, I think, is Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. And he looks at it, and Dumbledore, like, winks at him or something. And then he's like, oh, Ron is, like, moving. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then he looks back, and he's gone. And he goes, what? where'd he go? And he goes, we can't stay there all day. Yeah, so now that's that's another thing that, that makes me wonder. Like, in the – and this is some, some foreshadowing that's probably not relevant yet – but in those cards, it's actually them probably standing there for a second. Man, I don't know. And then, but in the paintings, they have to be like painted specially. Yeah. Um, there's something about the paintings. I don't know if they go into it too much in the books, but in in Hogwarts, there are a bunch of paintings and these cards and stuff. And I think there's a special magic, and you just know a person so well. Yeah. You. you can paint them in such a way that they'll talk like they would have talked in real life yeah. because a lot of the headmasters of Hogwarts have all the other headmasters in yeah. in there so they talk to them from time to time and get advice and stuff like that. God, wouldn't that be great in real life? Yeah. But it's not actually yeah. like their spirit in there. It's like yeah, it's just a, a, it's like a copy. Exactly. Yeah. AI. Mm-hmm. So, um <clears throat> Ron and Harry are basically already best friends. Yep. That's already happening. Then <laughs> then they meet Hermione, who's yep. looking for uh, Neville Longbottom's toad. Trevor. Uh, Trevor. Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they haven't seen it, but 
uh, Ron's about to do some magic, right? Yeah. He's trying to turn his. Um, He's trying to turn his fat rat's hair yellow, I yeah. believe, right? <laughs> I don't know the... Sunshine the- daisies, butter mellow, turn the stupid fat rat yellow. <laughs> I knew you had that remembered. <laughs> I knew you had that memorized. And um, Hermione's like, that's not a real spell, you dumbass. It's not very good, is it? <laughs> and then she's like, oh, she's all like, oh, well, I, I, I know some, some, some tricks. And then she, like, points straight at Harry's, like. Broken glasses, right? Yeah, he has, like, a broken bridge on his glasses. And she's like, uh, Reparo. Reparo. And. Yeah. Whatever. So she's already doing, like, second grade yeah. magic. Yeah, already. So she's establishing herself. And she was kind of, like, very pompous yeah. in that first scene. And, and, and actually in the first, uh, in the whole first, like, movie, she just kind of seemed very, yeah. until I'm they better than a, you. Until they have a moment together later on in yeah. the movie, she's very uh, mightier, holier than thou. Kinda, yes, very like, much. Looking down on them. Yeah. Because they don't study like she studies. They don't seem to care about the studies like yeah she does. And um, which I don't think anybody does. To be to be fair. Oh no, she's the best in their in their. Uh, she's always she truly is the brightest witch of her age. Yeah. But um, after this point, you you get to meet in the movie. You get to meet Draco Malfoy and the fact that there are bad because he's he's not met anybody bad yet that yeah. he's aware of. In the Wizarding World, so now you finally get to meet your your first antagonist, who is Draco Malfoy. Yeah, and he's just kind of a dick and slimy like, kid. You're hanging out with the Weasleys; they're all poor. Yeah, you hang out with some better people. Yeah, like me. Yeah, he's a douchebag. You got to know which which people to hang out with. Exactly, or you're gonna get yourself hurt, Potter. Yeah. Potter. Hey. Yeah, exactly. I think I'll I'll make make the decision to hang out with who I want to by myself. Thanks, or however he says it. Uh. About the wrong kind of wizards, or whatever. Anyway, yeah, yeah. This, I'll make my yeah. determination about who are the wrong kind of wizards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so this leads all to the Great Hall, where they're all going to be sorted into their respective houses. There are four houses of Hogwarts: there's Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff, and Slytherin. 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 And now uh, Gryffindor's got a big lion, or is it? I guess it's a Griffin. Uh, well, it's a yeah, lion. lion. Yeah, yeah. The guy's name's Gryffindor. The uh, <laughs> then uh, Hufflepuff's got a badger. Yeah, as their kind of mascot. Um, Ravenclaw's got a crow. A raven. A raven. Well, her name's Raven Ravenclaw yeah. as well. But. Well, that's what's confusing about the Gryffindor because it's like half yeah. lion, half eagle. But uh, it's just a lion, I think. And then uh, Slytherin has a snake. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you could tell which of these are the, you know, the the good ones, and then the one bad one. Oh, I just got it. A snake slithers. Oh, Slytherin. You know, he's just trying to slither in them Hogwarts. Just slithering in DMs. Yeah, slithering in them DMs. <laughs> <laughs> so, after this point, you realize that uh, Harry has is, is already made up his mind that just by how everybody treats Slytherin and talks about Slytherin. Ron Ron tells him there's not a witch or wizard that went bad that wasn't in Slytherin, which is accurate. Yeah. And uh, so Harry immediately decides he doesn't want to be part of that that house. Right. So 
in the book, the sorting hat sings a song. Yeah, it does. But in the movie, it gets straight to sorting. Yeah, it's a long song. Yeah, it really he does is. That in a couple of yeah, uh, he, he sings it. He sings it three books, one, four, and five, I believe. I could see him doing six. I know he only does maybe five. I know he only does, he does three. Yeah, he okay. only does three songs throughout the book series. I, I, I found that out last night in, gotcha. in, in doing a little research. But um, anyway, he uh, the the sorting ceremony goes on. So Ron, Harry, and Hermione, all three, end up get getting uh, into Gryffindor. Getting into Gryffindor. At Harry's request, he decides he doesn't want to be in Slytherin, not Slytherin, not Slytherin, and the Sorting Hat like takes some time with him. And yeah, the Sorting Hat's like, "Are you sure you yeah. you you could do great things in Slytherin?" Yep. And uh, again, great things. Yes, indeed. Comes back. Yep. And uh, he's like, "I'm sure." Yeah. Not Slytherin. Well, better be Gryffindor. And then everybody erupts in all this 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 fine applause, and. He gets what he wants, so now he's finally part of something. He's got a home. Uh-huh. He, he's he's got more now than he's ever had in his life. Yep. And it's it, I guess for other kids, it's just like unless you're like a muggle born to get your letter, it's it's just like going to school for the wizarding kids, right? And Hermione's kind of in his spot too. Yeah. But they don't really talk about it much because they're not, not at all. super good friends. Yeah. And. uh it's interesting that that once this once this starts going on and they uh, him and Ron was it was it them yeah they were late for class or something like that for the first class or something because they couldn't figure out their way around and yeah the the staircases all move around the yes. Percy's showing them how to get up to Gryffindor Tower yes. where they have a no. password that they get yeah. in and stuff like that but you know. Uh yeah, what what are they late for? Um, is it first class transfiguration or yeah, transfiguration? Because uh, McGonagall was teaching, taught by Professor McGonagall, who yeah. we saw earlier in the movie as a cat, as a cat, and, and then she's, I believe she's sitting on the desk as a cat mm-hmm. when they walk in. Could you could you picture the face on old McGonagall if we if we were uh, not have been on time and then all of a sudden in real time jumps off the desk and becomes Professor McGonagall who Maggie Smith yeah love Maggie Smith she she kills it they're yeah, also iconic as they're different you know oh yeah Rickman Smith Warwick Davis. Great cast, and, and and I lean more towards Michael Gambon, Gambon's Dumbledore, than the original. I can't even remember the original's name. Richard, um, yeah, Harris. Okay, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, that's right. I like. Why didn't I remember that? That was good though. Good pull. Yeah. Um, I I like them both. I, I and um, I do like how silly. Uh, the second one is yeah. In the first one's dry and he, yeah. In the book, I believe that the second Dumbledore is more the the book Dumbledore because the yeah. book Dumbledore is like just kooky and kind of like yep, yeah, playful yep. and for sure yeah. So um, and that could have been direction too yeah because the first two movies are very book book and. Dumbledore doesn't get too silly. He is a little silly in the yeah. first one, but you know he has his like serious moments. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so after this, 
they they're they're going through their classes and such and i think the first big and there's a lot of like character development things that go on Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. throughout this point but i think the first big thing that happens was trolling the dungeon correct yeah halloween um and i mean what's different about this book than the other ones too is that by the time he's in hogwarts we half the book's over yeah and I mean, we have we have spent a lot of time covering this, and if you you look back to the movies, like there's not a lot of time that has passed. But in the book, yeah, you're halfway through by the time, yeah. In most of the other books, he's in Hogwarts by the, like the third or fourth chapter, chapter least, yeah. but um, half the book's gone. Yeah, and it's it feels different when you reread them, and you're like, oh damn, he hadn't even gotten sorted, he hadn't gone to his first class yet, and then all this shit's happening. So yeah, uh, well before. The troll in the dungeon. He gets his first flying lesson. Oh yeah, that's right. First years. Oh man, that was beautiful. Yeah. When everybody else is just struggling so hard to get this broom up. Yep. And um, I think uh, he gets it up, no problem. He just uh, says up, pop, pops into his hand, and then Neville Longbottom barely gets his up. And then uh, gets on top of it, and it shoots up, and uh, he breaks his arm, I think. Yep. And uh, <laughs> Draco's laughing at his fat arse. Fat arse. <laughs> yeah, well, because it was uh, he was referencing his rememberal. Yeah. And rememberal, by the way, is a, is a thing that glows red if you've forgotten something. And it's always glowing red for uh, Neville. He's always forgotten something. The only problem is I can't remember what I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so he he's... Uh, uh, Draco grabs the rememberal, and he's like, if maybe if he, he'd have squeezed this, he would have remembered to fall on his fat ass <laughs> instead of his arm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And... Um, and then Harry's like, "Give it back!" Yeah, yeah that's not yours. And uh, so they have a little, yeah, little uh, brimming uh, duel, yeah, so to speak. And um, Harry's a natural on his broom. He gets on it. Hermione's like, "No, don't!" And he's like, "Shut up! Get on the broom! <laughs> tell me what to do, bitch! Don't tell me what to do. We're not even friends yet." Um, <laughs> and uh, flies after it. Draco's like tosses it really far away, and yeah. and Harry catches it right in front of Professor McGonagall's window in the movie. I don't know how accurate that is in the in the book, but Professor McGonagall comes out there and she's like, "Harry Potter," grabs him. He thinks he's about to get expelled from school. <laughs> Shit! This, I just all this was working out. <laughs> this was going so well, and uh, she takes him to this other classroom. I think it was maybe Flitwick's classroom, and. Yeah, and calls out uh, Wood. What's uh, what's his first Oliver name? Wood. Oliver Wood, and comes out and he's like, "Oliver, meet your new seeker, Harry Potter." And Harry's like, "What?" Damn, huh? And that's when we start learning about the magic game of Quidditch. That's right. Totally forgot about Quidditch. Yeah, before the troll. <clears throat> I mean, and it's on the fucking cover, Kelsey. Yeah, well, you know. Like he's catching, he's catching it right there. Oh no, he's catching a, he's catching a, a, a snitch, a snitch, a snitch. So this is this is where he starts to train with with Oliver with Wood. Yep. And 
Wood takes him out and shows him the, the different balls. Yeah, the different balls, the quaffles and the bludgers and and the snitch. Yeah, and the snitch. And he's uh he's like, Oh, it's it's a it's a shame you're or, or whatever he says, you you'd have made a decent bludger or you'd have made a decent uh beater. Beater, yeah. Yeah. You made a fair beat, a fair beater, a fair beater, fair beater. Yeah, but uh, yes. So the snitch is a tiny gold ball with wings. With wings that, if you catch the snitch, that's 150 points, and the game ends. and the game's over. I've always wondered if the other team could just run up, run up the scoreboard like so much to where they're like 160 points ahead, mm-hmm. and the snitch gets caught. But it's not enough points to beat your team. Well, yeah, it happens in the fourth book. Does it really? Yeah. I don't remember that. Crumb catches the snitch and loses. Because ah. the Irish are beating him so bad. He's just like, we'll, really? we'll never catch up. And he uh, and he catches it <laughs> to end the game. Huh. Sounds yeah. like the Irish are getting their pride on. But, okay, so yeah, that's, that explains that then. Yeah, because uh, that's like one of the only times in the... Because I think everyone else is doing the same thing. They're like, well, why don't you just fucking catch the snitch? Yeah. Like, what's the point of all this other shit? It's 150 points. Like, yeah, exactly. You can't... Who's getting behind by 150 points? Apparently, J.K. Rowling. Apparently Bulgaria. Yeah. <laughs> Those fucking Bulgarians. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's the only time in the whole series that one of the games ends like that. They yeah. probably write about... I didn't bring my Quidditch book this time, but... Yeah, well, surely. We'll have a Quidditch episode. Yeah, we'll do that. But, um, anywho, after all of this... Harry realizes that he's going to be pretty good at something finally. So then I think the ne- the, the following scene after that may be the Great Hall. Mm-hmm. The Halloween surprise. Yes. And um, they're having that big feast is laid out because Halloween's a big deal. And Professor Quirrell bursts into the Great Hall and screams, Troll in the dungeons! And... Yeah. Made faints. Thought you should know. <laughs> Thought you should know. Thought you should know. <laughs> Silence. Students. Or, or hey, prefects. Uh, yeah. Escort your, your houses to their dormitories. I forgot, though. Before this, right before this, uh, they were in Professor Flitwick's class. And... Somebody they was were doing shit to Hermione. Someone was talking shit to Hermione. Yeah. Uh, what was the uh, spell they were doing? Um, oh, yes. Oh, man. It wasn't a little more. Uh, it no, was, it uh, was a... Uh, it's the levitation spell. Leviosa. Leviosa. <laughs> Wingardium Leviosa. So Ron can't even get his feather up. And Hermione's like trying to give him a tip, but she is being a little pompous about it. She's like, "You're pronouncing it wrong. It's Leviosa, not, not Leviosa." And uh, so Ron's all pissed off, talking to Harry in the hallway about how she's such a like. No wonder she doesn't have any friends. Yeah, and, and then yada yada yada. She storms between them and and goes down to the dungeons, and um, they ask about her at you know dinner because yeah. she's not at dinner and so they're like oh shit 
she's down to the nuggets. Neville says, oh, she's been in the, the third floor bathrooms crying. Or whatever. <clears throat> a little Neville. Yeah, a little Neville. So, when Troll in the Dungeon happens, the boys realize, Harry and Ron realize, that uh, we're going to refer to them as the boys. Yeah, the boys. The boys realize that they have to get Hermione. They have to help Hermione. Like, she doesn't know. Yeah, and obviously they know, you know how to deal with the troll. Yeah. So they find Hermione, but not before the troll does. Yep. The troll finds Hermione in the bathroom. And. Yeah. And uh, it's just beating the shit out of the entire bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) Lumber everywhere. Yeah. Lumber, water spraying all over the place and sinks. And uh, I think one of the kids jumps on its back. And puts their wand up the troll's nose. Yeah. Right? Who does that? I think that... I think that's Harry. Because then I think Ron levitates the club. Yes, that's right. Because... Hermione, Hermione is there to nice correct him. To, yeah, she's like, use the levitation charm. So levitates the troll's club and beats him on the head. and Yeah. And he's down for the count. Down for the count. So, yes. But Harry's wand's got troll boogers all over it. All the troll boogies. Disgusting. So. Slughorn might like that. They do get. They do get deducted points from their house. Now, that's another thing is that the houses get points according to how all the students act. So, when you end the year, if you get the most points for your house, you're awarded the house cup. Yeah. So that's what all the, the, especially the first years, all the first years just stoked about this house cup thing. Yeah. You get points for winning a Quidditch match. Yeah. And you get the Quidditch cup for winning the Quidditch match, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But they get all these, they get all these points. So they're deducted house points because they did not follow the rules, but they're awarded a few house points because they took down a full grown mountain troll. Yep. And that's apparently a pretty big deal. Does he bring that up at the end? No, he, he, I think, I think that was right there right because there. McGonagall's like for sheer dumb luck. Yeah. For sheer dumb luck. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that, that happens. And I believe that was it in that episode? Yes. It was in that episode episode uh, or book. Yeah. It was in that one where, um, they were given detention they got detention for something else. Um, uh, he in the book, it's for um, a midnight dueling or something. So Hagger gets the uh, a dragon's egg. Yeah, he wins it in a card game with some stranger in Hogsmeade, and. Um, Malfoy overhears about this a little bit somewhere, and then he tries to catch them taking the dragon egg up to Charlie Weasley. Yeah. And they're all out of bed after hours. Students out of bed. Yeah. And that's why they get detention, because they're all out of bed. That's right. Um, and... Since they're all in detention, they, you know, something that this has always bothered me because, um, 
at the beginning of every year, uh, Dumbledore always says, don't go into the forest. The dark forest is forbidden. It's forbidden. Uh, you know, students who want to keep life and limb should stay out of it. Yeah. So where do they send the first years for detention? The dark into, forest. The for- <laughs> into the forbidden forest. Yeah. And, um, so they're going in there to catch this thing that's been killing unicorns. Safe enough? Yeah, it seems real safe. Because, <laughs> uh, like, every other time they get detention in the whole series, it's, like, doing lines. Oh, yeah. Like, normal detention stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. But anyway. Yes. Uh, Malfoy and Harry and the dog go off. And I think uh, Neville, Hermione, and Hagrid are in the other group. Yes. And Draco's a big puss the whole time. Well, Ron, Hermione, and... Ron, Hermione. Oh, yeah. yeah, Sorry. Ron, Hermione, Hagrid, and Harry, Fang, and Malfoy. Malfoy. And Malfoy's a big puss. As is Fang. As is Fang. Yeah, they're both equally scared. Yeah. And... Harry really is the thug in that group. Because he totally stood up to, like, everything there. Mm Mm-hmm. And immediately, there's... They come across a unicorn... And something creepy's eating on it. Yeah. And it starts slithering over towards Harry. And then uh, another magical beast we haven't seen before comes up and intervenes. A centaur. A centaur. Ferenz. Ferenz the centaur. And uh, who who already knows who Harry Potter is and said, this, this, the woods are a dangerous place for you. You shouldn't be here, Harry Potter. Yep. Tells them to get the fuck out. GTFO. And then at this point, Hagrid shows up. And friends, I see you've met our young Harry Potter. Yep. And this friends explains to Harry that anything that eats or that that feeds on unicorn blood never lives a a full life. They live a half Half life, life. a cursed life, a cursed life. Mm -hmm. And, you you sort of like, but it'll save you from certain death. But yes, it'll give you a half life after that. Exactly. And uh, you you sort of this is your first time seeing the antagonist in its mm-hmm. entirety, basically. So after all this happens, like that's pretty. That's a pretty prominent prominent spot, like very very prominent thing that happens. And after that, there. They start to begin. They start to do research, or Hermione starts to do research on the Sorcerer's Stone. Correct? Like, yeah. I think in maybe doing research about unicorn blood, she stumbles upon the Sorcerer's Stone. Maybe, or how did that work? So, um, they were running away from being out of uh, from. They were running away from someone. In the book, I think it was uh, someone. Who was it? Uh, Filch. Yes, they're out of bed. I think that's when they run and they come upon this room, and it has this giant three-headed dog. We have also forgotten about a very key way that they got around the castle. Yeah, but. I don't know when Christmas happens. Well, it would have to be between yeah 
Halloween and the Mirror of Erised. Which we haven't touched on yet either, because he finds that by sneaking around the castle. Harry, for Christmas, is given the uh, invisibility cloak. But they are wondering about uh, Nicholas Flamel. Yes. Between then and, and there. That's the, yeah, that's the next chapter after the mirror. Because um, Hermione's told him, like, you got to look in the library. This you got to find out who this dude is. This Nicholas Flamel person. Oh, yeah. Oh, because Hagrid's like I gotta. I, that's between Dumbledore and Nicholas Flamel. Yeah, what the three-eyed dog is doing there. Yeah, that's between him and. Oh, shouldn't have said that. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> should not have said that. That should have been that. That should be Hagrid's like tagline. I shouldn't have said that. Should not have said that. So yeah, Christmas rolls around, um, and Harry doesn't want to go home for Christmas, and. Ron stays this Christmas because they are the family are seeing Charlie. Yep. 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 Yeah. So Hermione's like, "Don't fuck up anything while I'm gone." <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, he gets uh, a sweater from Ron's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he gets a chess set from Ron or something. Or I think he gets a chess set from Ron, right? Which is yeah, a, like a wizard, yeah, yeah, wizarding chess set. It's a wizarding chess. They like fight each other. Yeah, it's like battle chess on the PC. Oh yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> that that came with the PC. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. And um, and then he gets this mysterious gift, a cloak of invisibility from. I borrowed this. It, it comes with a note that says, "I borrowed this from your dad." And, yeah. Um, time you had it back, but it doesn't say who it's from. Yeah. So now he can freely move about the castle without being seen under this cloak of invisibility. Yep. And um, I don't know how they come upon that mirror. I think just look, just walking around, looking around yeah. and stuff, and it comes upon a mirror. Of Erised, which if you're hearing us say it, it's desire spelled backwards. Yeah. And he looks into it and he sees his parents or what he can only assume are his parents. Yeah. And he's just like awestruck. He hasn't seen his parents. Actually, I think maybe Hagger got him a picture of his parents for Christmas too or something. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Definitely later on. Yes, for sure. Some, but, um. And he just kind of sits there and stares at it. And after a while, he goes and gets Ron. He's like, Ron, check this mirror out. It'll uh, show you my parents. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's my can, parents. Look. You can see my parents in this mirror. It's like, what are me? I'm a bad boy. I look good. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the mirror... Uh, shows you your desires, which yep. Dumbledore eventually comes and sees the Harrys come back to the room again. He just can't stop getting enough of looking at his parents waving at him and yeah. stuff. And Dumbledore tells him that's just you know it's what your heart desires. This and, way lies madness. And uh, he's like, "Sir, what do you see when you look into the mirror?" Doesn't he ask him that then? Yeah. What, what did he say? A fresh pair of socks. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet. Me holding a That's fresh so pair cool. of socks. Yeah. yeah. 
That's so awesome. Yeah. But yes, he he sees that and realizes that he or Dumbledore tells him that this will be the last time you'll get to see this mirror. It's going to be moved to a, a separate location. Yeah. And I don't seek don't, it out. Don't try to find it again. Yep. So this is where the um, they start to realize that Snape may be the one who's behind this. Now, we haven't talked about Snape a, a lot yet. Snape is just a very dark, slimy-looking character. Yep. And they're at the Quidditch, at, the, at, at Harry's first Quidditch match. Yep. He... His broom starts to go all crazy. Yeah, his hoodwinked. <laughs> and um, Ron and Hermione look across the pitch and they see Snape. Snape is looking at him and he's saying all these magic words. Yeah. And so they're like, oh shit. He's cursing him. Yeah. And uh, Hermione goes over and distracts him by like dropping some fire or yeah. something. Or setting his, his cloak set, on fire. Sets his cloak Robes on fire. On fire. Yeah. And um, he. You know, he breaks eye contact and he bumps into a bunch of people all, all around him. And, yeah. and um, all of a sudden, Harry's broom is fine. So they're like, I guess he was trying to curse him. Yep. He almost swallows the snitch to win the game. Yep. It touches his mouth. That's the first thing it touches, which comes back way later. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so that happens. And now you've caught. And and Harry at another point in in the in the in the movie is walking around with a cloak and notices Snape pin Quirrell against the wall and is pretty much like I know you, you yeah know. giving him an earful yep so you're very conflicted at this point because you're like Snape wants Snape wants this thing. And so they're really selling that hard, you know, that yeah. Snape wants this thing and he's going to do whatever he has to to get it. Snape is who you suspect. That's who the kids suspect. Yes. He's the obvious bad guy. He, yes. Their first lesson together, he's shitty to Harry. He yep. asks Harry all these questions that he that can't he answer. Can't answer. Yep. And then he makes fun of him and uh, he takes points away from Gryffindor because Hermione spoke out of turn yep. to answer the question right that she asked, that he asked Harry. Lisa, a Bezos from a goat stomach. Yeah. <laughs> Do you revel in being an insufferable know-it-all? <laughs> so yes, uh, Snape is the collective bad guy in yeah. this in this first in the first movie is is what everybody's coming to terms with. So that totally takes all the attention off of every other every other person that it could be. Yep. So. I'm pretty sure they that just it's go do the finals. After yeah, that, right? goes to the well because the final takes a pretty good chunk of time. Yeah. So once Harry has this realization, be right back. Yeah. Once Harry has this realization that the that Hagrid says, "Oh, so you mean that? What is the one thing that Hagrid wants more than anything else in the world is a dragon?" And he's like, so you mean to tell me that somebody who just so happens to somebody who just so happens to have a dragon egg meets Hagrid in in a pub, and all he wants to know is about this three headed dog. This three headed dog is more than likely Harry. Harry realizes that this three headed dog is more than likely. Um, 
more than likely protecting the Sorcerer's Stone, which is what they all want to to get. This is what they all want to want to find. So Harry figures that out, puts two and two together that Hagrid has told, or that Snape was the one who met Hagrid in Hogsmeade, and Snape was the one who gave him the dragon's egg just to get information on the on how to how to get the how to get to the Sorcerer's Stone. So he realizes that, goes and asks Hagrid about the about more more questions about the guy that he met in Hogsmeade and Hagrid goes well yeah well I t- he, uh, was he was he curious about fluffy he says of course of course I, how often how how often else do you see a three-headed dog he says but the trick of any beast is how to comet right so take and take all, fluffy for example all it takes is a little music a little song or something right shouldn't have said that should <laughs> not have said that so this starts the finale yeah and then uh, so they all rush over to where the three-headed dog is. Uh, they actually tr- first try to tell Dumbledore, but he's gone on some business to London yeah. to see the Minister of Magic, I believe. Yeah. And um, so they're like, well, I guess it's up to us first-year kids to stop this Snape. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. like, they're certain Snape has done it now. And they go into the room. Where the dog is, and there's a flute playing, a harp. It's a harp. Yeah, it's a harp playing, and this then the dog is snoozing, and there's a door and the floor, and they start pulling it up, and all of a sudden, you'll notice in the movie the harp starts stops playing, and the dog starts growling. Yeah, and they're all forced past the dog yes. into the next puzzle. Also, this is the second time they found the dog. Yes. But the first time, Hermione was the only one that noticed there was a trap door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they sort of knew where to go after yeah. that. But, yeah. uh, yes, so then they slip through and there is another... They fall into a bunch of plants. Yes. Devil's snare. Devil's snare. What did, what did she say? That she has some rhyme about um, it. Uh, which I think is different in how they do it with the um, in the book and the movie again. Yeah. But basically, the more you struggle, yeah. like the tighter it grabs you, and if you just like let it take you down, you yes. fall through in the in the movie. I think. It's yes. Just, like, just just stop struggling. Yeah. Stop resisting. And Ron won't. Yeah. The Devil Snare. A uh, deadly fun, but will sulk in the sun. Yeah, that's. I think that's it. Something like and that. And so she like shines a big bright light on it and burns it a wall away. And, and Ron, Ron falls. <laughs> Good thing we didn't panic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yes, that that uh, that occurs, which leads them to the and and that was set up by uh, the herbology professor. Yeah. Each each one of these professors has done a something that will keep the whoever is trying to come and get yes. the stuff. Uh, the next one is uh, the, the 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 keys. I think. Yeah, the flying keys. Yeah. And, and they notice there's one key that has like a little a broken, broken wing. wing. It's rusty like and, the yeah. rusty like the door. So uh, there's some brooms on the wall and Harry gets on a broom and they have another magical flight scene for the movie. Yes. Which they loved. 
you know. And once Harry catches the one key, all of the, the other, other keys, keys go nuts. Attack him. Mm-hmm. And so I think he throws it to someone. Yeah, he throws it and, and they open it up and he keeps the other keys going chasing after him and then he flies through the door at the last second and all the keys come <laughs> like a yep. bunch of daggers. Would have yep. hurt pretty bad. It would not have felt good. No. And uh which leads them to uh let's see, so Hermione got one right and then Harry was good, and now we come on to the next puzzle, which is uh chess. Which Ron's really good at. Yeah. So, good figure. Uh, Ron's good at chess, even though he's like dumb and everything else, I guess. Yeah, and chess is like a really hard thing to be good at. Yeah. And I guess this would have been McGonagall who did this puzzle, like animated all these things to, uh, to move. Yeah. Or um, could have been Flitwick. But one of those two did these yeah. next two puzzles. And. Um, they have to play a game of uh, wizard's chess, but it's like with big life-size pieces, and um, and they actually do fight to the death. Like uh, the the pieces, whoever wins that, yeah, particular, which was kind of strange because like if you know Snape has gone through this, yes, wouldn't they all have, have been? Destroyed. Well, but maybe they bring themselves back together after yeah, the match. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would say after after like the the door is reopened. Yeah, at front everything is just reset. Reset. Let's just say because magic. Well, because magic exactly. Because even Ron says, well, even Snape. If Snape can do it on that old broom, surely you can. Right. So right, right. he's obviously done this. So yep. anyway. Although all he had to do was like, maybe they try to do it. Maybe they say Accio Key. Yeah. But I don't know if they do well, that. I know they tried a little Mora. Oh, right. They tried a little Mora, which is yeah. a unlock. spell to unlock the door. Which, yeah. which, because they were running away from Filch, they Aloha Mora the door, and it was that door for Fluffy yeah, in the yeah, first that's place. That's right. That's right. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so. The wizard's chess happens. Wizard's chess. Ron's the, in the queen's spot, I believe. He's a knight. He's a knight. That's right. And um, he's pretty good at it. And he's just leading them all. He's telling them where to go. Yeah. He's like, don't move. If you move, that'll be your move. Yeah. And he's on top of it. And he sees the move. But it's going to mean... He's sacrificing himself. Yeah. So the queen comes over and knocks him the fuck off that horse. Yep. And, uh, And Harry's about to go save him. And Hermione's like, stop! He can't move. Or backwards. Hermione was going to go save him, and uh, Harry says... Backwards, okay. Yes. Yeah. But Harry then... Harry keeps the level head? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, but, I, I was going to say that because every yeah. everything else in the movie, Hermione is the one that does that. The first movie is the only one in which the boys save her. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So she truly learns from her mistakes. Like she learns, like okay, I have to, I have to be more level-headed than than them. Yeah. <laughs> so that that like they may have set her up to be the hero in the rest of the movies. But Harry does move in to checkmate the queen. Yep. Or checkmate the king. And uh, sword falls. Sword falls onto the ground and clatters, and the door opens, and um, I guess it's like fire. Where yeah, the door is supposed something. to be, and it all goes down, right? Yeah. So he can go through. But he um, leaves Hermione with Ron, and he says, "It's me. It's always been me. I have to go." Or, right. or no, she says that to him. It's always been you. Yeah, something like that. 
uh, in, in the books, there's one more puzzle that Snape does, sets up with uh, potions. And you have to drink the right potion oh, yeah. to make you fireproof. That's what it is. And then you can walk through the fire. Uh, I forgot about that one. And that's Snape's contribution. Yeah. So Hermione figures it out because she's smart. And but the there's only enough potion for Harry to drink it, so he has to go through. Yeah. Um, because the other guy, Snape, because Snape's already taken half of his potion yeah. or whatever. And then uh, when Harry goes through, he doesn't see Snape. He sees poor studying Professor Quirrell. Indeed, he does. Who, ironically enough, sheds his stutter. Yeah. At this point, who is no longer stuttering and sounds a lot like Professor uh, Lupin. Actually, he sounds a lot like Professor Lupin when he's not doing the stuttery oh, thing. Okay. And uh, he sees him staring in the mirror. He's like, this mirror gives me where, what I desire. I see myself holding the stone. But, but not here. Yeah. So. Boy. Yes. <laughs> Ask the boy. Yeah, ask the boy. And a voice appears of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So Harry, boy. Harry stands in front of the mirror and sees himself reaching into his pocket and pulling out the stone. Mm-hmm. And then he looks down in his pocket, and you can see there's. It's obvious there's something in his pocket. Yeah, you can obviously see there's something in his pocket. And so, then uh, Voldemort's like, is that the Sorcerer's Stone in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? Yeah, it's just how it went. <laughs> so he says, what do you see? I see myself holding the house cup. He says or, what Ron says earlier. He gives Ron's spiel about like how he's a powerful, you know, wizard. He's won the house cup. He's got the Quidditch cup. He's head boy, and yeah, and and then the voice, the voice is like liar. He lies. He lies because he's good at occlumency. Yeah, and he, uh, which is mind reading. Yeah, and uh, he sees that that like he's got this thing in his pocket. He knows he has it. And then he says, let me talk to him. The voice says, let me talk to him, which Quirrell replies, no, Master, you're not strong enough. Yes, but he says, I'm strong enough. I have strength enough for this. So he starts to unwrap this curious turban that he's been wearing the whole time as a as a British yeah. Caucasian. Which he got supposedly from the visiting Egypt or something. Yeah. yeah. Some, explains, in the book, yeah. Yeah. So, you finally, for the first time, get to see the face of Voldemort. Yep. Who is on the back of Quirrell's head. Yeah, and he's just gross. It's awful. Yeah. Doesn't really have a nose. Yeah. And uh, him and Harry face off. What does he say to him? Uh, What does he say to him? Give me the stone. Is that what he says? Something like that. I'm sure. I don't know. He's like, oh, something that I, I something that conveniently enough lies in your pocket. He knew he had it in his pocket. That's the last chapter. I think the man with two faces. The man with two faces. Yep. Um. 
Yes. So he's he says that I desire something, something that ever so conveniently lies within your pocket. So then Quirrell turns around and tries to... I think tries to grab Grab Harry. Yep. But when he grabs Harry, his hands start to disintegrate. Yeah, starts crumbling into ashes. What is this magic? Yep. And he comes after him even harder after that, I think. But Harry passes out. Well, no. Harry touches Quirrell. Harry grabs. He once he realizes, oh, it's my skin. Like this is what's this is what the deal is. So he grabs Professor Quirrell by on the face. Mm -hmm. So his face just starts to turn into ash and just crumble down. Mm -hmm. And at this point, uh, what is left of Voldemort's spirit? Floats up and flies through Harry, which like knocks him out pretty much. Yep. So he's there, and there's just a ring of fire surrounding the room. And then the next scene is Harry waking up in the hospital wing. Yep. Who's the hospital lady? What's her name? Madam Pomfrey. Pomfrey. There you go. Um. Yeah. So he wakes up in the hospital wing, and he's sitting next to Dumbledore and a bunch of empty candy wrappers <laughs> and such. Ron's been, been eating all of his candy that, that's given to him by the admirers. Yeah. And Dumbledore explains to him about the Sorcerer's Stone and how, you know, you did a very good job keeping this a secret and this is, we're going to be destroying it and Nicholas Fumel will die, but he's, yeah, but he's made enough elixir to, elixir yeah. to get all his affairs in order yeah. for him and his wife. Yeah. yeah. 666 years old, ladies and gentlemen. Was that, ooh. Yeah. So, uh, yes, that happens. And then Ron and Hermione come in and it's a uh, very, very Lord of the Rings Return of the King scene there when he's yeah. in the bed and everybody comes in and it's all fun and games. So at the end, they're back in the Great Hall. Yep. Where the house, the house colors are all Slytherin. Because Slytherin has won the house cup. Yep. It's all green. All the Slytherin people are pigging out. Yeah. And, and Dumbledore says, just quick point of order just some quick housekeeping points to award yeah and we forgot about neville trying to stop him yes neville did stand up to them in the room he says you guys are going to get get dumbledore or dumbledore, get gryffindor in trouble again yeah because they've been sneaking around the place getting caught getting detention getting in all sorts of trouble and and hermione has that neville i'm so sorry but petrificus totalis and he just trees Petrificus Totalis is the, is a spell in which they will just fall flat. They yeah. they, they can't move. They're, They're paralyzed. just petrified. And anyway, yes. So so he starts giving out some house points, and he's giving out house points for uh, the best chess game to yeah ever to take place. Yeah. With a use to Hermione Jean Granger for a cool use of intellect in a time of despair, <laughs> or however he says it, <laughs> I award blah 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 points. Yeah, to Ronald. Yeah, yeah, to Ronald Weasley for the best chess game this this school has seen in some many years. However many points, and yeah. then to Harry James Potter for 
I don't know, for whatever it was, yeah. and, and, and blah, 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 how, however many points. And then he, then that, that, we're tied with Slytherin. So it says, and then finally, it takes a great deal of courage to stand up to your enemies. But even more, to stand up to your friends. And he gives them one more point. Neville Longbottom. So all their points total to just go right Right above, right above Slytherin. Slytherin. And that's the first time the Gryffindors won the House Cup in, like, years and years and years. Yeah. And they all erupt, and everyone's fucking happy. All the, except for the Slytherin kids. Oh, yeah. they're miserable. But in uh, other and very, very important thing that we, we skipped over was that when you get to the Miravera said and you see Quirrell instead of Snape, Harry's like, but Snape, Snape was, yes, Snape tried, yes, I was, it was, I, no, not Snape, I was trying to kill you, and I almost succeeded, even with Snape muttering his counter curses, so Harry's like, Snape tried to save me? Yes. So that, immediately, I was like, Snape's my boy. Yeah. In the first movie, he was my favorite character. After I realized that, I was like, he is just, he's too bad to really be bad. Yeah, and then he's talking to Dumbledore later about, uh, like Quirrell, he's like Quirrell said Snape. He's like Professor Snape. Yeah, Harry, and you fucking professor. Stop yeah. calling him Snape. <laughs> Stop being such a little dick. And he calls him Snape like the whole time. He barely ever calls him Professor Snape. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like even moving forward to the sixth book, when the stuff with Snape happens, I'm like, yes. mm, I still don't think he's bad. Yeah, exactly. You know. Well, that's the whole thing. Like, I, I trusted, I trusted him because Sirius trusted him. Yeah. Or was it Lupin? It was Lupin. Lupin trusts him because Dumbledore trusts him. Yes, I. That's why I trusted him. I trust him because Dumbledore trusts him. Nobody yeah. can pull a pull a wool over Dumbledore's eyes. Because Sirius and Snape were always at each other's. Yeah, that's right. And that's right. And that's Harry right. even got even more pissed off at Snape later because. Snape was goading him, and mm-hmm. then because he was never supposed to leave yeah. the the base, and he did because he and Harry thought he did because Snape was goading him and said, you know, you useless, yeah. can't even leave without turning into a dog or, yo, yeah, you know, and he's like, well, he wouldn't have been there if Snape wouldn't have been such a dick and true story. So, so after all of these things happen. Gryffindor has won the House Cup, so now you start to realize, oh shit, it's reaching the end now, and Harry's going to have to go back to his shitty parents, shitty, well, yeah, shitty guardians, guardians, or, and, and uncle. Yeah, and after after the whole thing is said and done, they're about to get back on the train to head home, and he sees Hagrid, and Hagrid looks at him and says I've got something for you or no he uh he's he pretty much gives him a hug and like he's like uh if if that that cousin of yours starts to give you any trouble then then threaten him with a nice pair of ears to go with that tail <laughs> and then he then as he's getting ready to leave he says oh harry I've got this for you so he hands harry a photo album and in the in the, uh, in the world of in the magic world pictures move yeah. like all pictures are gifts Every picture is a gift yeah. of of them moving like alive. So Harry mm-hmm. finally has pictures, like family pictures, of him with his parents and all like 
all of his parents like just just he has pictures of them finally he yep. he never had this before and that was just contacted all his parents friends from yeah and they all sent him pictures yeah god haggard is the shit yeah he got a bum rap in the last book i felt like too yeah like just not there almost yeah but what can you do yeah so yeah that that leads him back to the the train back to the train and now he's off for the summer which is which is you know usually that's everyone's favorite part of the year and it's harry potter's least favorite part of the year because he's not with his not going home really this is my home now yeah so yeah that's where you end that's where the that's where the first first story comes to an end and uh it's pretty great god it's so good yeah that was really 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 descriptive <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i was si- i was sitting there in the beginning and i was like you know I, I noticed that uh folks don't don't really they're not much of a fan of the long episodes but we can keep it short but here we are two hours later oh shit <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to break the next one up yeah, maybe. maybe, maybe. I don't. I mean, we'll I don't. I don't, see mind, how it goes. I don't mind these episodes, especially if people people listen to these things in 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 bits. Yeah, no, you can, that's probably you can the definitely easiest do way that. to do that. Mm-hmm. You can break them up and and post. You know, yeah. just that way, keep it forty five minutes a piece or something hour piece. Oh yeah, yeah. So the first deep dive into Harry Potter book and movie series. Yep. Is in the books. Success. Success. All right. What are you watching lately? Uh, Watching uh, through Cheers again. Oh, so good. Where are you now? Season nine almost. Season eight. Yeah. Right to the end. Yeah. Um, Who do you like better? Diane or what's her name? Christy Alley. What was her name? Yeah, Christy Alley. Uh, Rebecca. Rebecca. Rebecca yeah. Howe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. They're both kind of awful. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Diane gets so... Uh, worked up. Worked up and, and, you know, she's supposed to be... They did a good job with those characters. They really did. But, you know, how... Money obsessed Rebecca is, um, yeah. But they still kind of keep trying to do the Sam and Diane. Th- I mean, there's a reason it's called a Sam and Diane situation, where will yeah. they? Will they? Won't they? Before it was a Ross and Rachel. Will they? Yeah, exactly. Get back together or not? Um, his little ditty about Sam and Diane. <laughs> yeah. I like Diane just because she had she was the connection to Coach. Yeah, because her and Coach had this this relationship that not everybody else had, except later on when Woody's on there and the and and, and, and Coach's niece comes. Yeah, and Diane's there, and he's like, "Who are you?" And um, like, uh, certainly Coach has mentioned me. He's like, mm, "I don't think so." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I realized too that they just. 
like Woody just took over Coach's role. Oh yeah, like totally. the, even the writing you can tell like this is written for Coach. Yeah, and nobody better to do that than Woody. Absolutely, they were pen pals. God, it was so good. They just exchanged different kinds of pens. It yeah, was Coach's idea. Well, yeah. that makes sense. Oh yeah, well that makes sense. Oh, <laughs> uh, what yeah. else are you watching? Let's see. Um, I just watched The Incredibles two. Is that good? It was pretty good. I liked it. I've it made me it. laugh a couple of times pretty hard. Okay. Um, uh, God, I haven't been watching too much lately. Uh, started watching through New Girl again. Is that worth it? That's pretty funny. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Is that Zoe Deschanel? I love me some Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, you would like it. Oh, I know I would. <laughs> yeah. I, um... It didn't sell me at first, and I kind of kept watching, and I liked all the characters more, and I kind of like all... It, it's good. I like okay. it. It's good. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Um, I can't think. What have, what have you been watching? Well, I, I've been watching Arrow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm finished with the first season of that today. I'll be finished with that today. I also started 30 Rock. Oh, yeah. I had never watched it before, but it's pretty good. I believe I'm going to have to get, like, like forced through the first few episodes because yeah. it's kind of slow. Um, I love 30 Rock. The characters are fucking great. Yeah. Especially, it's kind of like the slow office first season almost. Yeah. Uh, it gets so much better. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm just, just waiting until the characters come into their own. I yeah. really like Alec Baldwin. I, Tina Fey is probably one of my favorite writers. Kenneth makes a pretty good Sam and Diane joke later on in the series. You mean the the, uh, the page? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Fix it, Felix. Fix it, Felix. Yeah, he's fucking hilarious. He, he is good. Like uh, that poker that poker episode, the first one where <laughs> he can't just read couldn't him. read him because there's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Uh, I. Joey told me to stop what I was doing to watch that. Yeah, it's it so I literally really I literally cut off an episode of Arrow in in uh, to watch Thirty Rock. It's really good. That first episode's a little slow, yeah. but as they pick up steam, you know, there's just so many good one-liner jokes. Oh yeah, and it's a really good rewatchable one because there's stuff you'll miss all the time. Yeah, it's I, good. I, I see it being a Parks and Rec is yeah, for sure. Which I, NBC doesn't miss, do they? No, but, like, people didn't watch 30 Rock a lot. Um, like, it had kind of lowish ratings, and so did Parks and Rec. But, I mean, like, those Cult shows following. are good. They're really, really good. I also, I, and I've told you this, and you need to watch it if you haven't yet. The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Someone told me I needed to watch that. Man. Was that on series Prime. rise now? It's the series, season two just came out. Okay. Um, and it's so good, man. Like, you, you'll... You'll watch you'll you'll watch this episode you'll watch episode after episode until you have to make yourself go to bed. It's so fucking good. Um, another good one, and I got to watch the second season of it. Uh, it was The Expanse, which just the third season it just moved over to Amazon. Hmm. So, um, but it's like a deep sci-fi thing. But the it's Expanse, like a, yeah, it's a bit, it's pretty good. It's about like. There's people on Mars and there's people on Earth. Okay. It's in the okay. future. And then there's like a belt 
in between that like these people mine stuff. Yeah, it's very like realistic. Okay, um, but it it was on Sci-Fi. Then Sci-Fi didn't have enough money to keep going with it, and Amazon's like, "It's a good show," so they we'll picked it up. It. Yeah. Uh, did I have watched probably three or four more episodes of X Files? Yeah. Oh God, I love X Files. I gotta get it's on Hulu, right? Uh, yeah, I think I've watched it either on Hulu or Prime. It may or be Prime. on both. Okay, because it's not on Netflix. Yeah, it's and not. Netflix is dropping shows. Um, They're adding a lot of really good ones though. Yeah, it's just like uh, I finished Kimmy Schmidt. I liked the ending. I liked the, the ending was so much better than I don't want them to ever do that again to release no half of a I hate that God that was awful because I, I was so disappointed in the first six and I was disappointed yeah. in the first six of uh, Arrested Development too. Which I haven't watched that. Yet. You got to watch that too. Really, yeah. really, really, really funny. I haven't watched that. Um, which will be even better when they come out with the next six for the final. Yeah, just. The cast of that show is fucking great, too. I don't mind releasing specials like uh, Big Mouth released. Uh, watch that. Is it good? Yeah. It I was, haven't seen that It yet. was good. It, and it wasn't like a off-in-nowhere special. It was like it just picked up basically where okay. it was. And it's just I like, like an hour or hour and a half. Really? Hour and 45, maybe. Wow. No, 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 no. I think it's just 45 minutes. Yeah. It's like two episodes, basically. Okay, okay. And uh, it picks up right where Connie gets with the other, the little, yeah. I can't remember their names. Me neither. Mm-hmm. Horrible monsters. Yeah. But um, then it's just like Valentine's Day is when yeah. it happens. So it's just like, here's Valentine's Day. It's got a couple of little musical numbers in there. It's pretty good. Now, have you watched F is for Family? Yeah, I love that show. Very good. I'm, I'm 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 excited for the next season of that. They're already almost done. I follow them on Twitter, so they're they're almost oh, really? done with another season already. Sweet. Yeah, that show um, or writing done writing at least. I follow the writers. That's good because that show. I love it. It reminds me of like uh, early Family Guy if it took place in the seventies or something. Yeah, it really does. Like the whole. Uh, I think they really capture what a, a family was like in those years it's, pretty spot on. And Bill Burr is just a genius. Yep. Uh, you know what? Maybe I like it because it's basically that 70s show, but it's a cartoon. And I miss that 70s show. Dude, he is 100% red. Isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's basically red. <laughs> he's wearing the same shit, red. Yeah, he basically. is. But, I mean, that's like kind of the, that's what Peter wears, Like too. if red could cuss. Yeah. Yeah, that would be it. Yeah. You fucking morons. Yeah, because there's that one episode where he gets hide, like where they take hide in, and he's like, I can't do it. I, like, we don't have the money to do it. I'm working yeah. part time. We can't take him in. And then, like, Kitty looks at him and he's like, I guess we'll just have to send him to social services. <laughs> and he's just like, Mother. And he's just like beeping out a yeah. ton of stuff. And he's like, Steven, get your beep, beep, and the beep. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, because uh, that show was pretty great until Foreman Eric had to leave the show. The last last season's just garbage. Yeah, I I watched maybe like the first three seasons and never never went past that because I used to get called Fatso. 
Fatso? Like Fatso Burger? No, like 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 uh, I was a fat kid, so they call me Fatso. Uh-huh. My name's Kelsey, so my brother started calling me Kelso. Oh. As a combination of Kelsey and Fatso. <laughs> so that <laughs> '70s show always just had that yeah that memory tied to it, and I was like, man, that's a bummer, bummer. But yeah, anyway. We've been listening to anything in particular. Um, I have not been listening to a lot lately. I just want to talk stuff as always, right? Um, to talk stuff. You know, my talk stuff basically. I just listen to NPR every day. I like that show YA. Uh, it's pretty good. I like that that puzzle show that comes on every week. The the trivia one. Yeah, that one's fun. There's two different I've, ones. I've, I've listened to that one. Um, there's one with Ophira Eisenberg called. Ask me another, I think. Mm, something like that, I think. Er, and then that wait, comes wait, on satellite radio, radio not the actual uh, NPR, right? And there's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, which is real funny. It's like a panel show, and then there's Ask Me Another, which is with that lady. And um, it's more pop, like popular yeah. culture-related stuff. Um, have you eaten at the Sabachi restaurant over here? Which one? Behind Carabas? No. Did you know there was one there? No. Yeah, apparently it's real good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> really? Will keeps telling me to like he's like it's the best. We ate it three times this week. I'm like, oh shit. Oh, me times. and Will, me and Will are we 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 like the same things. Yeah, food wise. Me and him had the conversation about how Kobe mm-hmm. is the best one around. The one next the one to Milo. It used to be next to Bilo, but now it is next to Driftwood's 707. Oh, okay. So it used to be the one that's, that was over here when Bilo was still there, when the pig was still there, whatever it was. Oh, 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 oh. right there. Okay. It was right on the corner by like Half Shell. Where um, Luna is now. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. That was the best one. Well, they moved to 707 Driftwood, so it's the same people okay. That, okay. that are there. And I've been going there for years since it was over here, so that's my favorite one. But yeah, is it like a? Is it like to go? Yeah. Is it like an express? Yeah, it's an express one. This one here behind Carabas. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. Interessante. I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out right after this. I think that I might do that as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we got for you, ladies and gentlemen. This is a really good episode. I, I, I like the deep dive into it. We'll, we'll plan on doing this one. Uh, we'll, we'll do these once a month. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, the next time, I, I do want to get, if you want to be a part of it, I have to get Alicia. Yeah, absolutely. Alicia back on. I know I've, I've been slack about messaging her and uh, getting, I've got my calendar opened up right here. To, yeah, to, we can poke her about uh, trivia, too. Yeah, exactly. She's starting to do that now, right? Yep. So yeah, we'll, we'll uh, I'll, I'll message her and we'll start getting that going. But a lot of lot of cool things are going to be coming. But I'm going to release this on the intro. YouTubers, hang tight real quick. I'll get you. Uh, you'll, you'll be able to get all the information I was just about to get from the intro. And audio people, have a good day. Be Bye, good people. Be good people in a world full of shitty people. Don't be one of those people. Be a good person. Peace, bitches. Hang tight, YouTubers. Let's get a. Uh oh. Yeah, we're still going. Oh well, you got you got extra shit. You got extra shit, guys. Yeah.